It's Wednesday, July 8th. Welcome to Mark Fuller. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today from Molly Fool One, Mark Reith, and from Molly Fool Rule Breakers and Supernova, Aaron Bush. Happy Wednesday, gentlemen. Woo! Happy Wednesday. It's not a happy Wednesday for everybody. <laughs> it's not a happy Wednesday if you happen to have an airline ticket mm. to fly United. We will get into that. We will continue our earnings preview. Uh, but let's start with the container store, which reported a loss. A loss. $5 million. Right. Not a good thing. The loss for the first quarter. And yet, that was still better than expected. Shares are up something like 8% right now. Yeah. uh, The Container Store, it had a $5.2 million loss. That's 11 cents per share. That's well below the $3.6 million loss it had last year uh, for the same quarter. And yet, shares are doing pretty good. Uh, the reason for that is uh, for, there are a couple different reasons. I think a lot of the shareholders right now see a lot of positivity for Container Store's future. Uh, Kip Tindall, the CEO of the Container Store and a friend of the Fool, has come out and said that 2015 is very much an investment year for the Container Store. Uh, it has a whole bunch of these new initiatives this year. It's got this at-home organization service. Uh, it has a customized closet program, a, fru- a frequent buyer program, all these different things that are coming down the line and in the next couple of months could be uh, big wins for the Container Store. I think that's what people are focusing on right now. Uh, Even though the company lost money this uh, quarter, even though sales were down 1%, net sales were down 2.1%, that's not too shabby at the end of the day. I think people are trying to stay positive uh, and look towards the future for the Container Store. And frankly, I'm a little positive about the Container Store right now. Yeah, Aaron, I was was looking through the results and and particularly when you look at the stock, it does seem like this is a business that is in significantly better shape than it was six, nine months ago, Mm. in part, I would say in large part, because there seems to be this plan in place. Whereas, you can go back nine months and just, and I mean, I'll just speak for myself, nine months ago, I looked at Container Store and I just thought, oh my gosh, I don't know where they go in a positive Mm -hmm. direction. And now it seems like, in part because the stock has been knocked down. Yeah. It, it, over the last three six months, it, the stock itself seems to have stabilized, and I think that's reflective of the business. Mm-hmm. And I think going public was a wake up call for these guys a yeah. little bit um, in the guidance sense, but also just in the like, oh, we have to tell our story. We have to show this is what we are going to do. This is who we are going to be. Mm. And so I think some of the confidence just comes out of the realization that they need to communicate to investors better. Um, personally, though, I'm not too intrigued because you can you can say you're trying to put it in a positive light but really at the end of the day what the numbers that they're showing really aren't that impressive right. even when you dig past what they're investing into saying oh we're going to open 10 stores well it doesn't really change the fact that revenue is still down and that comps are down like that's not a good thing for a retailer and when they still have about 350 million in debt I mean, it's it's going to be hard for them to you know generate cash flow mm. to really invest more into that 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 would be the pile that they would invest by building more stores from that and that's I mean as long as half of their operating income is going into paying down debt then that will just be a constant struggle. No, you're absolutely right about the wake up call in particular, just because that and and it seems like and you know pick your sport. You know, pick whatever is your favorite sport, but it really does seem like, and we we know this from t- 
talking with CEOs who have taken companies public that the even though they go in eyes wide open, they feel like they have a sense of expectation. It is absolutely like a college football player going to the NFL, <laughs> a guy getting called up from AAA to the major leagues. They think they're prepared, they think they're ready, and it's oh my God, things are so much faster here in the major leagues. Things that, you know, guys are so much bigger. They hit so much harder in the NFL than they do in college. That's very true. Especially, and you look at their discounting policy, has always been don't discount, no promotional pricing. Yeah. And when you compare that to their big competitors, Walmart, Target, those guys love discounts. Mm-hmm. They're slashing prices to bring in the customers. If you refuse to do that, if you refuse to play that game as the container store has, you're going to get walked by the bigger guys. I, I, I agree with. Uh, um, everything you said, Aaron, in terms of sort of where they are, like the, you're right, the numbers are not that impressive. But I do think at least now they are in position hmm. to get themselves into an even better position. Whereas mm-hmm. nine months ago, I just looked at them and they they seem like they were flailing. They at least seem like they're they're not doing that mm-hmm. anymore. And with the stock down fifty percent, investors would be more intrigued. Yeah. Let's move over to the airline industry, which has been a pretty good place for investors. Over the last year or so, but this morning, United Airlines had a computer problem, and by computer problem, I mean they grounded all of their flights around the world. Thirty-five hundred flights grounded. Ouch! I think you said it very well earlier. It's not just one airport. It's not just one hub. It's the entire freaking planet. You're right. That's <laughs> not a good thing. It's 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 pretty breathtaking. <laughs> Thirty-five hundred flights. Right? Thirty-five hundred flights Jeez. were grounded, and. It, that has been resolved. Whatever their computer problem, which the the statements I saw from the executives, and this was literally just minutes ago before coming into the studio, was they were still digging into what actually happened. Right. Um, but before we get to the stocks, I, I and I was saying this to you earlier, Mark. I feel like United is going to get punished oh. by uh, travelers for oh, this. Oh yeah. Because even though this. Given what we know so far, and we don't know everything about this computer problem, but it does seem like a problem that really could have happened to any of the airlines. Mm -hmm. It could have happened to any of them, but it happened to United. And I feel like just the the anger, the vitriol on Twitter from from passengers right now is is amazing. And I feel like they're not that you can really use this if if you're one of their competitors, Mm -hmm. but I feel like. I think you could use this. If you're Southwest Airlines, you already have a great brand. Uh, Why not build off of that? Uh, Yeah, this is so the stock, the shares are actually uh, keeping pretty steady today. I think we are only down a couple of percent. Only a couple of percent for for grounding every flight that they have. That it could be a lot worse. I guess at the end of the day for the stock. Uh, but I think in the long run, we are going to see this hit the bottom line. It's also this issue is tacked on to the fact that I only found this out today. Adam Levine Weinberg had an article for us a couple of weeks ago about the airline quality rating survey. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but it is exactly what it sounds like. It's uh, different uh, consumer groups get together, talk about which airlines have the fewest groundings, which ones have the fewest complaints, which ones have the most, which are the worst, which are the best. United Continental, aka United Airlines, bottom spot for the third year 
year in a row. Wow. And that was before this happened. So I really <laughs> now to be fair, that didn't that hasn't hurt their stock in the past. As Chris, you mentioned, airline stocks have been killing it, especially in 2014. Southwest, uh, I think, had the largest percentage gain on the Nasdaq or something ridiculous like that. United Airlines was right up there with them. Uh, so that quality rating survey doesn't exactly <laughs> hurt their stock, but it isn't exactly helping, especially after today. I really think this will hurt the bottom line. It will especially hurt uh, the brand. Yeah, and I I agree. When you a business with thin margins in the first place, mm-hmm. even one day of losing you know a chunk of your revenue is is going to hurt. And then when you you know add on the brand element of it too, because all plane services pretty much are the same. And then when you make yourself Look worse than everyone else, which you already don't like. Right. Then, I mean, you're not putting yourself in a good spot. But even deeper than all of that, I think there are a couple interesting takeaways. Um, one just being that every business, whether you recognize it or not, is a technology business. Like, you think of them as an airplane business, and that is true, but their entire business is run on technology. And so they have to make sure that their processes and systems can work even if it's not their forte it really <laughs> it really needs it to be forte. <laughs> and then and then second just as everything becomes interconnected we're just entering a new like era of complexity mm. um, and so what that really means is that you know technology solves our problems most of the time but the the time that it has the rare slip up it's probably going to be a bigger deal than it would be in the past, and the ripples are going to be huge. And so that's what we're seeing here. It's not just taking one plane with one problem down. It's it's taking everything down. And that can apply to more than just planes. Mm. Let's talk about those thin margins you mentioned, because they definitely got a little fatter last year. When you look that's at true. the stocks and the fact that over the past year, United, JetBlue, Southwest, Delta, they all all four of those stocks handily beat the market's return. Oh, yeah. American Airlines running below the market, but only a few percentage points. So, as a group, the airlines, which historically not a great place to invest, turned out really well last year, in part because the cost of jet fuel dropped 24% last year, mm. which is... That's a huge deal. <laughs> that's a huge yeah. deal for them. Yeah. And, and, and in some ways, the... You know, this is getting all the headlines today, and rightfully so. What didn't get much in the way of headlines last week, but but maybe will in the future, is the fact that now the U.S. Justice Department mm-hmm. is investigating the airlines for price collusion, mm-hmm. and that's you know, we talked a little bit recently about about Whole Foods and the investigation into there. To me, investigations are. A beginning point, right? Uh, I, I, and as an investor, I don't really pay so much attention to them until there's something concrete, until there are charges levied against a company or an industry. That's just me. Mm. Now, in the case of the airlines last week, once the Justice Department came out with this news that they were investigating them, you saw every one of those stocks drop about five percent just in the matter of about an hour or so. So, well, I feel gra- I- granted they. They had a place to fall from because they've done right. well, mm-hmm. but that that's something that I think could be a danger to them. And you got to remember the, the 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 Department of Justice really doesn't seem to like the airline industry all that much. They were trying to block 
uh, the merger uh, between American Airlines and U.S. Airways back in 2013. Uh, so you're, you're right in that this is still just an investigation. Nothing official is coming out, but I think history shows that uh, the Department of Justice uh, doesn't feel too fondly about airlines. And even if it is just an investigation right now, uh, there is a very real possibility that things could pick up from here. Yeah, again, when Uncle Sam comes knocking on your door, it's not to give you candy and flowers. Right. Alcoa reports after the closing bell today, so earnings season will officially kick off with that. Morgan Housel and Ron Gross and I talked a little bit about what those guys are looking at as we head into Q2 earnings season. Aaron Bush, I'll just start with you. What are you going to be watching? Sure. So, one company that's really piquing my interest right now is Baidu. And um, really, even broader than Baidu, it's just what is going on with the Chinese stock market right now. Um, so, for, for those of you who don't know, um, the Shanghai Stock Exchange um, is, has, I think, more than doubled over the past 12 months. And that's just because um, the Chinese people have been getting increasingly excited about investing in the stock market. So, mm. have businesses who are you know, just putting some of their side money into just trading stocks, which is crazy. Um, but over the past three weeks, the this that market is now down over thirty percent, and so it's a little bit of bubble bursting um, here. And so um, Baidu doesn't trade on that exchange, but still being um, in China, um, I think there might be a little bit of that psychology attached to that too. And I think we're seeing some of it right now, but I'm kind of hoping we see a little bit more because um, I think you know they're going to turn out revenue growth of you know like. 50% or so. Um, we'll be looking to see um, if they're making greater strides in monetizing mobile and artificial intelligence and all the cool things they're working on um, in a country that only has less than 50% internet penetration. So, like, it's a really cool and great business. Um, but I'm just fascinated by the psychology going on in the Chinese stock market right now and wondering if that's going to translate over to other Chinese businesses that we're watching. Hmm. Mark, what about you? Uh, it's got to be Amazon for me. So on July fifteenth, uh, the company is turning twenty years old. Or excuse me, that's the day before it turns twenty years old. On July fifteenth at midnight, Amazon is launching what it calls Prime Day, uh, which is supposed to be bigger than Black Friday. It's a day filled with sales of extraordinary proportions. New sales coming out every ten minutes for twenty four hours, uh, and this is just a diabolical move from Amazon. So last quarter, it did great. Uh, it broke out Amazon Web Services for the first time, and people realized that that part of the company is making a lot of money. They also realized that maybe the retail side of things isn't making as much money. So what's Amazon going to do? Create a ridiculous random day that they just sell the hell out of everything they've got and offer all these great deals. It's also offering a free 30-day Prime membership for people who want to take advantage of the event. Diabolical! This is a great move. They're going to have. I just can't wait to see how this affects the bottom line. I can't wait to see how many of those 30-day um, Prime membership uh, trials extend beyond that, and people just keep them. Uh, I really think this is going to be a big win for Amazon. I'd really like to see how it affects the bottom line. Their quarter should end sometime at the end of July. I don't know if we'll see the numbers then. Uh, it might just be the next quarter. Either way, it's definitely something I'm going to be watching. You think American Greetings or Hallmark are jumping on this, and they're going to be <laughs> Prime Day? 
Day. You can give out cards for Prime Day. I don't know, but I will say Alibaba, they created Singles Day in China. Yes. And that has become the biggest commerce day in China by far. Mm. And so I think Amazon is just in the world. In in the world. Okay. So I think Amazon. That that, that crushes Cyber Monday, the Monday after that. I I, I believe it. But I think this is just a pure ripoff Mm. by Amazon. (laughs) But it works. It's going to work. So I, I I think it's a brilliant move. We'll see. But I think it's good. Mark Reese, Aaron Bush, thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, no buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.